0: Hi there. I'm Clarence Waldron. Welcome back to Black Muse. I think tonight's guest you're going to really find be really interesting. You're going to like him. You're going to like him. His name is Rob K. Raphael, and he is one of the hosts on Chicago's classical music station, WFmt, he is the uh, an advocate for the arts and has a group called an organization called Hearing in Color. And he's going to describe what that means. So let's just get started. La Rob, what's going on?
1: Not too much. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, we're happy to have you. But let's start with your work on the radio station. WFMT. What are your responsibilities?
1: So I'm the weekend morning host. So I have a host shifts on Saturday and Sunday from 7 a.m. to noon, um, Chicago Central Time. And I program music and I am responsible for obviously presenting that music on the air. But also, aside from that, I have a show with uh, my co-host, Christina Lynn, called Sounds Classical that comes on Friday evenings at 8pm Central Time. So those are the main responsibilities as the radio host. But behind the scenes, I'm also advocating for new music by black and brown composers, uh, advocating for artists to come into the, art, um, the space and record, um, trying to, you know, shake up the system a little bit. Classical music has been pretty the same for a long time and I think it's well past time that we start to uh branch out a little bit
0: yeah so what kind of things are you trying to do you're Mm -hmm. trying to introduce the music to us or how are you trying to
1: right so a lot of times with my programming even on Saturdays and Sundays you you know you might expect to hear the normal Bach and Beethoven and Mozart but I tend to not play that so often. I'm playing works by Florence price. I'm playing works by William Grant still. I'm playing works by Jesse Montgomery, Sean Opebolo, people who are composing today and black and brown composers who have been composing for as long as composers like Mozart and Beethoven but uh for far too long have been sidelined because people want to hear you know what they think is a classical standard so i'm I'm bringing in this music that is our music into the fold of what classical sounds are
0: cool cool now are you one of the first black hosts at the station there
1: yeah so i am actually the first black host um at uh wfmt
0: whoa really
1: i i am it, i i didn't really i don't think that's hit me until this moment right now but yes wow <laughs>
0: So what does that feel like? What does that mean? That's that's a big deal.
1: It is it is a big deal. I think, you know, uh WFMT has been um like I said it, it's been a classical station for over 70 years now. And I think that only in the past few years we've started to see this call for diverse repertoire, this call for diverse music and You know, they really reached out to try and find someone who knew about this repertoire, who knew about the music and could speak about it in the manner um, that that was, you know, going to do it justice. And I was really, really happy uh, that they reached out to me. I'm a huge classical music lover. And um, a lot of my work even before WFMT was involved with bringing black and brown people to the forefront. Um, in this genre, so it, it's a it's a huge responsibility, really, because I want to do justice to the music that came before me, and also encourage the music that is is around me right now. Um, it has its challenges. Obviously, you can imagine that a system or a, a station that has had its uh, an audience that has been one way for seventy years, me coming into the studio and saying, "Okay, I'm doing something different now," you can imagine there are people who are like wait a minute. (laughs) But um, I'm not afraid of that challenge. I think that's what it it comes with the territory.
0: Wow. So tell me about Hearing in Color. Mm -hmm. What is that organization about?
1: Hearing in Color is my organization. Um, We founded in about 2017. It was really um, after years of spending my entire college education learning about white male European folks, I came out of college and I was like, wait, what about the music from people who look like me? And I started doing all of this research and and going to different organizations and finding out, wait, there, there really is no lack of music by people who look like me. So why isn't it performed? When we think about classical music, why is William Grant still not performed? Margaret Bonds, Charles Brown, you know, Charles Lloyd Jr., these, these composers who I had found, I was wondering where they were. And so what started off as me putting together recitals for coffee shops, performing this music by Black people, has turned into this organization, this nonprofit organization centered around highlighting the art that comes from communities. So I'm working with Black communities, Latin communities, Asian communities, to have them tell their own story. I think so often when we think about diversity, it's through the lens of whiteness. It is, okay, this is the 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 canon, and then here's where you know the brown people reside over here. And there's a little bit of space here. So I'm trying to de-center that whiteness in our productions. We are really, really um serious about highlighting and platforming the work that comes directly from communities.
0: Very well said. Very well said. Now, as a child back in Maryland, I believe, you yeah. grew up singing in church. How did you get involved with classical music? though? <laughs> come on now. Come on yeah. now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that This is always the, the, the best part of the story, really. Um, you know, as you said, I, I grew up in church and music was always around me. I mean, my family... Sings. I always say like, if we had a dog, the dog would sing too. That's just how musical and mm-hmm. how, how my family was. And so singing was not unfamiliar to me, but I had a middle school teacher and I was in the gospel choir in middle school, and he just looked at me one day and he was like, I think, I think you might want to check out this high school. And I was like, okay and it was a high school for the performing arts. And I was thinking to myself, oh, well, I like singing, I like performing, so sure, I auditioned. Well, first off, (laughs) they told me that to audition, I had to learn a song in Italian. And I was like, oh, um, okay. And I had, you know, I had sung in choirs in, in middle school, so I knew that that was a type of music um, but I didn't know I had to, you know, learn it in this way, but I learned it and I came in and, you know, I got into the school and that was when I had my first voice lesson and the teacher basically explained what was going on in my body when I was singing and that was just so new for me. I, You know, I grew up in church and we just sang. We didn't think about it. We just sang. But to have this teacher really explain, hey, this is what's going on when you make this sound, something about that was so interesting to me that I started getting really, really serious about it. And I started learning languages and I started studying languages and studying this music. And I I really fell in love with it, with choral music, with singing um, songs in different languages because it allowed me to learn more about my instrument. And so I, I, we it came time to start applying for colleges, and we were obviously uh, studying voice, and I wanted to do it in college, and I ended up at DePaul University here in Chicago, and I've been stuck ever since.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good thing. Glad mm-hmm. that you're here. Glad that you're here. Um, any favorite? I'll use this word. Any favorite divas that reach mm-hmm. you? That the word divas for classical music, but any divas right. that you. Do- does admire a lot?
1: In classical music? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I, you know, when I was in high school, it was a predominantly Black high school, but again, we had this classical program. So a lot of the singers that they were showing us were Black. And so I learned about Denise Graves. I learned about Kathleen Battle, Jesse Norman, I learned about Simon Estes and uh, Eric Owens, these great Black opera singers who had such skill. And and it was just incredible to me that Black people had a space in classical music and that they were at the top of their game. Nobody could deny the the talent coming from these individuals. And So I guess if I had to name one of those for sure, Kathleen Battle really stood out to me because it was a voice that I had never even conceived before. her voice was so high. She sang so many high notes. And I was just like, how is she doing this? So yeah,
0: cool. Now this is the Black Muse video podcast. Who inspired you? Was it the teachers that you just mentioned or who inspired you? That who told you that you would be great one day? that you see mm-hmm. dreams? Who taught you that?
1: Wow. Well, I think a lot of teachers definitely played a hand in that. But if I had to think about the my main inspiration, it would be my mother. She was someone who like never said no to me. Really, when it came to my dreams, when it came to things that I wanted to do to better myself, she was always like, go for it. The reason why I came to Chicago, even, you know, I'm from DC, but I'm 13 hours away from home. And my mom was like, go, just just get away, go and, and, and do it. And that was just so unique, I think, from a lot of uh, my environment back home was really telling me, hey, you should stay here and figure something out here. But my mom was like, no, go wherever you want to go, go there, figure it out, and then you can come back. And so, yeah, my mom really pushed me to go after the things that I wanted for myself. And that is my biggest inspiration.
0: Cool, cool. Now you're also a grad of DePaul University. How has that educational foundation helped you do what you're doing today?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing that I took away from my time at DePaul was they really taught me to be an independent artist. They taught me that it was important for me to learn as much as I could take away as much as I could from experiences and opportunities. And to use those tools at the next stage of of my career or my life, and I, I really um, that's the one thing that I take away from from that, and of course I have wonderful teachers who really cared about me personally, who cared about my life and wanted to see me do well. And that was, again, an experience that I would not trade for anything. Some of the teachers that I had at DePaul specifically, my voice teacher, my opera theater teacher, those people really encouraged me the most.
0: Cool, cool. And you've done so much in your career Uh, We can't get to all of it now, but you also did some work with the Lyric Opera Mm -hmm. as administrator. Tell us about that.
1: Right, so um, I worked at the Lyric Opera in a department. At the time, it was called Lyric Unlimited. I believe it's the learning and engagement, um, learning and creative engagement department right now. Uh, That was the department that was focused on the community aspect. It was focused on what was going on in schools. And I had had this background that was that was really my background. The work that I did there really brought opera, you know, to communities of color, and it brought communities of color into opera. And that was something that I found, I thought was really important. Um, So a lot of the work that I did there was making sure that there were opportunities for this cross-section of community and art. And so that's somehow been the theme in my career thus far is like, how do we solidify the cross-section between community and art?
0: Wow, okay. Now, I also stumbled across a few of your videos on YouTube the other night, and you have a beautiful, as you, you know, a beautiful bass baritone voice It's so so amazing. Might you perform in Chicago this summer or anything like that?
1: So I am singing with a few um, ensembles in Chicago. I sing with the William Ferris Chorale, which is a choral ensemble here. I sing with Bella Voce. And of course, there are performances through Hearing in Color that will start to happen in the fall of this year. opportunities for me to sing solo uh, come every now and again I can't say that I have anything particularly lined up for the summer but I hope so I hope that something comes up pretty soon I do enjoy singing so
0: okay cool so tell us again where we can listen to you on the radio station
1: so you can listen to classical WFMT on 98.7 FM you can also stream online at wfmt.com my shows come on friday evenings at 8pm saturdays and sundays at 7am to noon central time here in chicago
0: got it all right Any, anything else you'd like to share our time went by so quickly <laughs> well wow. um, like
1: hmm. i guess i would just say if you are interested if you find yourself interested please go and check out things on hearing and color Our website is hearingandcolor.org. Really, really, obviously it's my organization, but I think that the work that we do is pretty important and we are always looking for collaboration. So if you know of, or are an individual who's looking to have your story told, get in contact with us, we'd love to.
0: Perfect, well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you.